Yo, did you hear about the newest Timberwolf? It's Isaiah Cannon. No, no, Neil. It's Kanan. K, not Cannon. Ah, okay. I think I got it. Isaiah Cannon. No, Kanan with a K. Here's how I remember it. It rhymes with a bunch of words, like play. The Wolves are currently very injured. They need guys who can play. Or tray. Isaiah's a 35% three-point shooter. He can knock down a tray. Or how about day? He's temporarily a member of the Timberwolves. His contract type is 10-day. K-day-tray-play. Okay, perfect. I think I got it. Welcome to the team, Isaiah Cannon. Episode 101 of Wolvescast, the show that was fined $50,000 for publicly requesting a trade to the Lakers. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. And I'm Scott. And you can't blame me. It's about geography, you know? That's right. I just want to be there to fall into the ocean when the big one hits, everybody. Yeah, you can't you can't blame us for trying to get to trying to get to LA. You know? I was like, where can I live where I'll feel self-conscious when I look at anybody who's on the street? <laughs> Yeah, L.A., that's obviously the, the spot for that. You know, where could I go where I could spend the money I spend on a whole season's worth of Timberwolves tickets on a single game? One game. One game only. <sighs> Sounds yeah, like L.A. Gotta go there. It's an amazing place. Uh, yeah, welcome back, everybody. It's Wolves Cast. Thanks for joining us. We're doing another show because it's another week. Started the next century of shows, 101. Uh-huh, 101 is here. We are past the century mark, and now we're working on our second century, so... And what a week it's been. What a Mm. day it's been in the Mm. NBA. Crazy day. Kind of a crazy day. Uh, We're recording this on Thursday, which means uh, Kristap Porzingis got traded to the Dallas Mavericks today. That's right. Escalated quickly. We we went from Kristaps wanting out of New York to Kristaps is a Maverick in about 20 or like an hour. You know? Yeah, yeah. There was a quick turnaround on that one. It's almost like, you know, the wheels were turning before. Yeah. If you believe the reports, you know, some some things were possibly happening. But yeah, busy day, obviously. on the heels of the Anthony Davis uh, request, and then you get Chris Stapps. You know, you got you got some other things going on uh, in, in the WNBA world. Uh, WNBA free agency starts uh, oh, Friday yes. the first here, so getting some a lot work. of intrigue surrounding the Lynx. That's I saw right. you tweeting about today from yes. Lynx underscore Dynasty. That's right. That is Neil's uh, WNBA account. He follows the Lynx all season. Quite yeah. an expert. Yeah, the Lynx uh, broke things open with uh, the signing of Karina Christmas Kelly to the team. So that'll be someone to look forward to playing uh, next year. And then after this news, then we have the All Star reserves uh, <laughs> dropping out. Uh, on TNT. Just, so. just been a wild day in the NBA. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here to talk about hoops tonight with you, Neil, because it's been on my brain all day. Of course, we talk about the Timberwolves, our yep. favorite team. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of subjects to broach about that. This yeah. week, we're going to break down the three games they played since we last spoke. We're going to uh, talk about the All-Star game, like you mentioned. Uh, maybe one of the Timberwolves made the All-Star game this year. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe they did. Uh, we're going to talk about the Rising Stars Challenge. We're going to talk about the newest Timberwolf, Isaiah Kanan. Kanan, Kanan. okay. Kanan. All right, I'm like the it. Star Wars Rebels character, Kanan, Neil. Uh, <laughs> old familiar face from our coaching past is returning oh, to the Wolves. Okay. We've got our sponsor as always. We're going to play a round of Worried Not Worried because there's enough to worry about in life. We're going to tell you what you should and shouldn't be worried about. we got our weekly Wolfies and of course we're going to finish off with a game so wow. you can leave on something fun. What a packed show. I hope you'll stick around and listen to the whole thing but uh, we're going to jump right into it with a week recap. Wolves are currently 25 and 26. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about where they kind of are right now in the standings and playoff odds and kind of how they've been playing recently before we get to those three games from this week. I'm so week. bummed out. We only have 31 games remaining. That seems like so oh, few games. I know. We're, so few games. We're essentially two-thirds of the way through right now. Don't be fooled by that all-star break. It happens uh, the two-thirds portion of the regular season. Yeah, they got to move that. I mean, it's, I understand. that. They, they have the calendar. They have Pro Bowl. Yeah. They have like uh, yeah. all this football stuff in January to compete with. But it just stinks because you feel like, oh, it hasn't been the all-star game. We still have a whole half a season. And then the all-star game goes and you're like, oh, I got 15 games left or something. 20. The, these are the remarks of two people who follow a team that doesn't make the playoffs like but if you're following the warriors or it something is the like halfway that, mark like, yeah, it is yeah. The official halfway. it's like okay well, we better start trying now after the all-star break <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but for us who probably won't see the postseason oh we're like hey it's two-thirds of the way done you guys yeah it might not sound so bad we're 11th in the western conference right now but we're only three and a half games back of that eighth seed okay where are the 11th teams so the 10th is the kings ninth is the lakers who might be getting lebron back tonight oh is yeah what i've heard yep yeah so that team's gonna probably play better um and why 
while you might say, hey, we only have three and a half games uh, to make up. We only have 31 remaining. So it's going to be tough. That's hard. It's, it's it's getting to the point where it's it's looking bad. Yeah, the, the haves and the have-nots are starting to se- separate. You know, the A-seed, uh, I think it's Clippers right now, they're like five games above 500 or four games, something like that. You know, so you got to be a little bit further above 500 now to kind of be in that A-spot. But um, if you look at 538.com, um, they are predicting the Wolves finish 41-41, which jives pretty much with what we've kind of been saying all year. It's kind of like a, you know, f- exactly a 500 team, basically. Well, so. just, just remember, you know, 538 also predict that Hillary would win in a landslide. Don't! So, I still also roll with the numbers here. Take, with the math. Take 538's predictions with a grain of salt <laughs> yes. there, people. Uh, and they also predict a 23% chance for the Wolves to make the playoffs. So, you know, I think a lot of Wolves fans would have it lower than that. But, uh, you know, they're, they're like hanging Like I said, in three and a half games out. That gives you about a 23% chance. Yeah. So um, I dug into some advanced team stats uh, for the Wolves through 51 games. Uh, right now, um, they have the 14th best offense in the league and the 18th best defense in the league. And that's good for a 0.0 net rating. That's 18th in the league. Basically as average as we can be. That's right. Straight up. Straight Honestly, up. I don't even take that as a bad thing, though. Especially with yeah, uh, defense, 18th best defense. Yeah. I mean, last year we had like a top five offense and then a bottom five defense. Yes. Uh, so even though our net rating was better last year, it, it, this feels a little bit more sustainable, especially when you consider we've now probably played, what, 10 games without Rocco? And, yeah. You know, so no, 15, yeah. Our defense sure. staying around there is pretty nice. But yeah, it does reveal a league average kind of team. That's right. And some um, some some stats to kind of show you how the Wolves are getting These first done. two are weird. Yeah. So the Wolves are um, second in offensive rebound percentage. Get those boards. And they are 25th in defensive rebound percentage. Ooh, maybe try to get those boards a little bit harder, T-Wolves. So that is such a kind of a weird T-Wolves. number because you would think, like, I think when you think of, like, guys as, like, rebounders, you don't really, like, you know, section them off into good offensive or defensive rebounders. It's just like, oh, they're good rebounders all around, right? Like Andre Drummond. He's the best rebounder in the league. He gets them O boards. He gets them D boards. Whereas for the Wolves, they just kind of have this weird thing where offensive boards are wonderful, but they are terrible at getting a defensive board. It's very weird. What is that? I feel like defensive rebounds are more valuable than offensive rebounds sure. because offensive rebounds you're giving yourself a second chance defensive rebounds is you're stopping the other team from getting a second chance plus some teams choose not to offensive rebound and some teams yeah. just have the idea that instead of crashing get the back. glass on offense get back and set up your defense so it's not the best to be I, th- I feel like we're good at the wrong kind of rebounding I'd rather right. be second in the league at defensive rebounding than offensive rebounding yeah I mean it shows in the offensive and defensive rating numbers right like they're 14th in offense they're better in offensive rebounding and they're 18th in defense and they're poor in defensive rebounding so yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, also, um, they are the third, their third lowest in turnover percentage, which Gotta is a good, good thing. They're not really giving up, um, you know, too many turnovers there. And then they're eighth in the league in free throw rate, so they definitely still get to the line. That is still a way. That's a kind of a carryover from last season. Oh, like it's a, a carryover from the Kevin Love days. Yeah, even. We've been going go. to the line Whoa. every season for a long time. It's one of our uh, trademarks. Yeah, remember we get that, fouled a lot. Remember that when you're complaining about the refs out there, you guys. The Wolves have actually yeah. gotten a friendly yeah, whistle. That's a lot one of the time. way to put it. Um, and then yeah, th- like you said, thirty more. Um, Thirty-one more uh, games remaining, and oh. Scott, you got some stats in here. And how many more wins we need oh, to pass? Yeah. To the players. we talked about this on yeah. uh, episode ninety-nine. Just an update: three more wins to pass Carl Malone, and four more wins to pass John Stockton. That's right. There are five NBA players who have more wins as individual players than we do as a franchise. Crazy, and we're catching up to two of them. Um, I was kind of hoping we would get this done while against the Jazz. That would have been poetic to pass Malone or Stockton against the Utah Jazz, but that just didn't happen. But that's okay. Within the you know. If we have a good week, we could pass Carl Malone this week. Three more wins to pass Malone. Four more wins to pass Stockton. And also, we got to get to 40. The race to 40 wins. 15 more wins on this season will bring our franchise winning percentage up to 40%. That's 400. Right now, we're at 399. We're the only franchise that is below 400 all time. So we're going to get ourselves respectable by the end of the season. 15 more wins to raise that franchise all-time winning percentage to 40%. Looking forward to it. All right, let's uh, break down some of these games that happened this week. We can kind of take the two Utah games together. Uh, very strangely, the Wolves have two sets of uh, back-to-backs uh, where they play the same team uh, in each of those games. And I said on the so, previous pod, I always feel like we go one and one in those, and then we broke the trend and went two and two against the Suns. I was like, yes, two and two, two and, then, and we oh, went, yeah. then we went oh and two against yeah. Utah. Yeah. Bum, bum. I mean, it was it was tough. We have such a thin team right now. Yeah, any win is like, wow, how they do that? <laughs> yeah, especially you know we had to sign Kanan, and we'll talk about him uh, yeah. you know later. But it, we didn't have him for these Utah games, and so it's right. just a very 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 thin team. And if you get somebody f- thrown out of the game, for example. Uh, yeah. for flicking off a referee or chasing after a referee, um, yeah, totally. St. Taj Gibson. Yeah. We've had a lot of scrappy games in Utah, you know? 
That's right. I mean, it was uh, Jared Bayless and then uh, and then uh, Jared Terrell from the G League coming up there, taking care of business to the point guard. But yeah, the first game in Utah, uh, you know, Wolves got got down big. I think Town- this was another game where Towns was in foul trouble, as I think every game in this, <laughs> this week, actually, Towns had like foul trouble. So, uh, you know, the Wolves got down 21 and then they came all the way back. They got it within one point um, at the end of this one, which was kind of a crazy storm back uh, in Utah, uh, but ultimately could not get it done. As you mentioned, Taj was ejected after protesting. Not a foul on him, not a foul that was cal- called on himself, but actually uh, a non-call against his teammate Andrew Wiggins, which I thought was interesting. And uh, you know, Taj just just let the ref have it. And, uh, yeah, it had to be restrained and uh, had some choice words and some uh, some hand motions <laughs> towards the ref. And then yeah, I got the, got the slap, got the twenty five k slap on the wrist afterwards from the NBA. It's kind uh, of silly. We find holding up one finger offensive. You yeah, know? I guess so. It's such a it's such a non offensive thing if you just take it out of context. I don't get it. So Wolves lose that game uh, one hundred six one hundred two, and then took it back to uh, Target Center for the for the second half of. Uh, this uh, this game, the second second game against uh, Utah, and they lost that one as well, 125-111. I thought this was a little bit better of a game, though. Pretty competitive game, um, you know, tight throughout. Wolves had a nice section in the third quarter where they had uh, hit eight of nine threes. Uh, um, that that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Utah always playing. Always good to see Ricky. They're kind of they're kind of coming Ricky. into their own right now, right? They're kind of they had a rough start to the season, but now they've they've you know rattled off a lot of wins and they're climbing their way back to the Western Conference. Yeah, it was kind of weird to see Ricky uh, not being like the person who's controlling everything, just yeah. kind of controlling it. Sometimes I know yeah. it's a lesser ho- part of their offense now. The second game here in the Target Center, there was a stint in the second where second quarter where he was playing with the reserves and he scored or assisted on every basket for like ten Crazy. or twelve straight points. Like, yeah, we know. That. Like, oh, yeah, that's Ricky taking uh-huh, over a game right uh-huh. there. It was fun to see him. I love that kid. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, Carl uh, Anthony Towns getting into foul trouble, because I've always said, you know, that's Carl Anthony Towns' way of controlling how many minutes he plays. <laughs> oh, God. You know, after sure. uh, uh, since Andrew Wiggins' rookie season, who has played the most minutes in the league, Neil? Uh, since, uh, I mean. Since Wiggins' rookie season. I mean, I'm assuming you're leading me into Towns. No, it's Andrew Wiggins. Oh, my God. But since Carl Anthony Towns' rookie season, who has played the most minutes in the league? Uh, uh, Towns? No, it's Andrew Wiggins again. But Towns oh. is number two. He's played the second most minutes in the league since he was a rookie. Could also and be so Jimmy Butler. This is just his way of controlling his minutes, you know? Well, Jimmy was out for like a whole season during that time. So uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just uh, out there, you know, maybe he's just fouling to get some rest. He knows he needs it in his knees. And, you know, that brings us to Memphis, which, you know, it proved to be okay for Towns resting during the first half because he had that energy in overtime to carry us over the hump, I guess we needed. Totally. He, he scored, played, yeah. like, he scored zero points in the first half of that zero Memphis points, game. Zero rebounds. And yeah. Mark Gasol, like I said, has always been a player who's given Towns fits. Even Towns wasn't even guarding him. He was guarding uh, Jarrett Jackson, right? Jarrett Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, Jarrett Jackson Jr., JJJ. Yeah, yeah, Triple J. And uh, even that, and Triple J was getting in foul trouble, but uh, yeah. Mark Gasol, what a beast, you know? It makes me think, I was thinking today after Dallas got Chris Stapps, I was like, oh no, Dallas is like two all star players, and we only have one all star player. Let's trade for Gasol. Let's do it. <laughs> what do we have to give up? Like let's a first round it. pick, maybe? Yeah, Come on. You know, I don't care about the fit. You know, let's just get him on here. He'll work out. Let's do it. I, yeah. I can see him and Cat playing together really well. They could both space the floor. They're Hit both the great three. passers. Yeah, true. And what a great mentor Gasol would be. Yeah, I mean, obviously Gasol, great player. Would love to have him. Would love to have him in the cities for sure. It'd be interesting um, to see where he goes. But yeah, so Towns, yeah, he was out in the first half um, and then scored you know ten points I think in the third quarter was was playing great and then got picked up another foul and had to leave. He but, scored ten of, uh, like straight points for us. It yeah, was, he scored ten of twelve points over a stretch of the third, then got in foul trouble again, had to sit down till the fourth. (laughs) Had to have that little rest. But yeah, this was a typical Memphis Grizzlies game. The Wolves kind of always seemed to struggle against the Grizzlies and the way they play and slowing it down and everything. I mean, even going into the game, you had quotes from Ryan Saunders, you know, from shoot around saying, we can't, we can't fall into their trap. We got to run. We got to push the pace. And he won the ball over the halfway mark at the 22 second. (laughs) Couldn't do it. Yeah. Could could not do it. We just play their game. You know, they were causing turnovers and uh, that's great. Memphis. Yeah. We went into overtime and didn't score a hundred points in this game. That really tells you. 
yeah, it was such a such a bad offensive night, kind of for both teams, and low shooting percentages, and terrible and night for all Wiggins. that kind of stuff. Yeah, Wiggins, it was like four for four for fifteen or sixteen yeah, or something I think like it was that. Like four for sixteen, yeah, yeah, really and and you know, it was just just kind of a messy game. There's not many Timberwolves games I'm watching, and I just can't wait till they're done. And this is one of them. So I, I don't say that very often. I was tweeting about how I was really hoping it didn't go into overtime, and sure enough, it did. And it was just like I did not want to watch any more of this game. It was. Uh, this was a game where I got a I got a notification on my phone. I watch them on replay usually. Sure. I got a notification on my phone that says like Towns Ice is the game, and I was like, Oh, oh crap! And I like I turned my phone upside down, but it's too late. I knew in the back way. Sometimes I can convince myself I didn't see it spoiled. I was like, No, it said this instead of that. I could talk myself out of it. Right. But I knew that, and that's the, the okay kind of spoiler. If I see that they lost, I'm like, I don't want to re- watch this replay. But I was like, Okay, that's fine. I'll watch this replay. I know Cat hits a game winner. That's all I know. And then so we get up like 17 points in the first half. Right. And I'm like, I'm oh, happy God. that I know that we win this game, but I'm pretty <laughs> upset knowing that they're going to go on a crazy run back. right yeah. here. Yeah, because it's going to be close. I didn't know it was going to go into overtime, though. Uh, happy, though, in the overtime, uh, Andrew Wiggins takes the last shot of the game, bounces off. Cat gets the rebound from kind of behind the backboard, even. He was really far on that baseline yep. in the corner. Hits almost that. stepped out of bounds. Yeah, almost did. Hit that baseline jumper, though, and threw his arms in the air. Very happy, Cat. Very happy cat, very happy cat, very happy wolves. Got the win, uh, yeah. So now they're only one game under five hundred. Things, uh, you know, get back in the winning ways. All right. Well, uh, that does it for this week. Let's go ahead and jump into full court press to talk about this week's topics. Here's the tip. First up, uh, our rare company for the Timberwolves. Neil, do you know how many Timberwolves players have made it to multiple All-Star games you know, the in the list, Timberwolves the jersey? The list is very short. Towns, I believe, is just the third. Yep, that's KG, K-Love, and K-A-T. A K-A-T, lot of Ks. All the Ks in the All house. of our big men. So yeah, yeah. Towns, two-time All-Star now. He's made it into the reserves. Um, you know, I guess I was expecting it, um, but there was always a chance someone would get left out. I thought LaMarcus would get left out, LaMarcus Aldridge from the Spurs, and Rudy Gobert would make it in. But you could just have easily have cut Cat and put LMA and Rudy in. I thought yep. it was a pretty close case. I'm happy, though, that they didn't hold the bad record against Towns and they gave him a shot. Did Drew Holiday make it? I didn't see the full nope. West Reserves. That's nope. a shame. No, nope, nope, Drew. It was uh, Westbrook and Lillard and Clay okay. Thompson instead. Clay Thompson. Okay, so, so hard yeah. to argue with those. So, yeah, That's the, the West, and it's stacked, and next next season like we're gonna have Chris Stapps in the West you know crazy and you know you think about Towns and yeah like you're saying like who you know he was on the bubble he was the last one announced on the broadcast so definitely lots of lots of intrigue there you know we didn't know who it was gonna be especially if you saw Clay announced I was like oh boy this means Towns is out then I saw LaMarcus announced and it was like oh this is not good and sure enough he he was the final one but you know, I think thinking about it now, Towns is the only player on that team that's not in the playoffs right now or not even above 500, right? Like yeah. all those other teams are surefire playoff teams, essentially. And, and you know, Towns is kind of one guy out. But I don't know about the East. But, yeah, for sure on the Western side of things, uh, yeah, Towns not making the playoffs but made the All-Star game. Yeah, that's good. Maybe that means they know we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, right. It's a it's a prediction. I see that forward. we've we've purged all the Jimmy drops from the sound drop board. Yeah, most of them. There's a couple. There's two. You know, there's a couple of them right there. We'll Where see we if got? he Where plays. A lot of people think he might replace Victor Oladipo as the injury replacement uh, over there. But yeah, as of right oh, now, yeah. as of right now, he did not, not make. He did no Jimmy Butler All Star. My swag is crazy right now. Your swag is yeah, yeah. right now. You better hope the coaches like you. They won't. They won't like you. They yeah, like I you. mean, I don't know though. He's had a better season than D'Angelo Russell. I feel like. Like, but maybe like Eric Bledsoe, some people thought he would make it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's good to see Cat getting the respect he deserves. Yeah. Um, I put this in our office Slack. We have a basketball channel. Nice. And we talk about hoops. And I said, all-star level forwards in the West. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, LeBron James, Paul George, LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gobert, Nikola Jokic, Marcus All, Carl Anthony Towns, Luka Doncic, Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins, Kristap Porzingis. It's just killer to make the all-star team in the West. Yeah, Tobias Harris, you can throw him in there. You know, he was in the bubble as well. Oh, yeah, you know, Clippers, and that's you know? what I'm talking about. In the East, there's going to be, like, nobody, right? You know, <laughs> just... Yeah, I mean, you're looking at uh, Vucevic made it Vucevic is right. Yeah, I mean, like he's that. had a good season, but, yeah. like, I mean, I heard that, uh, and I just, I'm sure this is just a rumor, but one of the reasons Anthony Davis Davis requested a trade is that he saw that uh, he was not a starter for the that's all-star right. team. And he that's was right. like, get me out of here. But <laughs> apparently that's not true. If he wants to go to the Lakers, he still stays in the West. But I'm just saying it's 
really hard as a forward to make. It's really hard as a player to make the all-star team in the West. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if we're in the East, Andrew Wiggins might make an all-star team. True. Not true. quite that. But maybe. Maybe. You'd he have could. a shot. He'd have a shot. I mean, Middleton made it. So, so yeah, uh, shout out to Towns for making it. Second straight year. Hopefully the second of, of many, many more for the Wolves. Um, we'll see if he's in the skills or in the three-point shooting competition. I think we one of us have predicted that. Some, of the, some of the names have been coming out, though. Yeah, and I they already have some mentioned. bigs. They already have Dirk. They got Steph and Seth. Yes. Which, you know, they're going to go hard in Charlotte, their hometown. So probably wise for to me, it's Cat like, to save it for another it's season. It's about the mix of bigs, though. Like, if there's already too many bigs, then he won't get asked. But yeah. I got to think he would do it if asked. I you just know? don't. Uh, we'll find out. We'll find yeah. out. I don't say it's yeah. the season, but I definitely think it's in the cards for him at some point in his career. All right, what's next? He's hitting up Joshua Kogi. Ah, Joshua Kogi. We were talking about this on last week's pod. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody wrote in and asked Good us. Question. Yep. And uh, I said that he would get on the team, and I almost exactly predicted the world team. I forgot about C.D. Osman. Oh, Chidi Osman. Oh, yeah, Chetty Hip. I forgot about him. Uh, young Chetty. Um, but Okogi will be joining Team World. He was born in Nigeria, after all. Uh, and that's the team you want to be on. The Team World is 3-1 since the format change to wow. uh, International versus USA. Uh, that's right. Don't bet against the Euros. They've been playing professionally for a longer time. Only time the USA team won was in 2016 when Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns beat Andrew Wiggins. Levine was named MVP of that game. Team World is big. Okogi is officially the smallest person on the roster at 6'4". I think wow. I saw somewhere that said the average height of the team world players are 6'10". <laughs> That's on average. Wow. And so uh, hopefully that means that there's going to be a lot of run for Okogi, though, because USA has got some smaller guys, and you're going to want somebody to stick on them defensively. So Okogi could see some big minutes in this game, I, I think. I think he's going to play a lot, and especially because the rosters are pretty small. Only 11 guys on each team, right? Yeah. So it's like it's not like there's 15 dudes and you're barely going to get a play. No, there's only 11. I thought that was interesting, too, that Josh was one of eight rookies in this game, right? So there's only, you know, there's a majority second-year players, and it's cool to a see. A lot of players are having good second years right now. Yeah, cool to see Josh be one of one of only eight rookies um, in this game. All right, Neil, I'm going to read the two rosters for us, and then we're each going to pick who we think is going to win. I tried to find mm. the betting lines, but, like, I'm blocked <laughs> from a lot of betting websites because we're in the USA, and, yeah. and it's hard because it's kind of a niche game. But if anyone is a gambler out there and wants us to know the gambling lines, that would be nice. All right, Team World, we got OG and Anube. And a new boy? And a new baby. And a newbie. Thank you. OG and a newbie. You know how to pronounce that, but not Isaiah Kanan, apparently. Uh, we got DeAndre Ayton, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, Rodion's Kurix, Kurich, yeah. uh, Lori Markinen, Josh Okogi, Chetty Osman, and Ben Simmons. Pretty good lineup. Team USA has Jarrett Allen, Marvin Bagley the third, Lonzo Ball, John Collins, De'Aaron Fox, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaron Jackson, not Jarrett, my Jaren. bad. JJJ. Kyle Kuzma, Donovan Mitchell. Jason Tatum and Trey Young. Which team are you betting on? Ooh, this is this a good question. I mean, initially, I think World is is a little bit more of a well-rounded team. USA has got a lot of. I think they have the superior defenders, but that doesn't really play play in too much to. They don't have a this kind of game. Yeah, they don't have a Kogi. Yeah, but, these are not games for defense. The yeah. final score of this will be like one ninety to one eighty or something like that. It's it's outrageous. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, obviously Mitchell Tatum right there for USA is very strong as far as scoring for USA but yeah uh, I'll, I'll take world I'll take world yeah I also agree with world I think Tatum and Mitchell are probably the two best players for this type of game they yeah. can each go off and hit like 10 threes and really just fill it up but I just Fox think that's gonna be good too the uh, top to bottom uh the world have more depth they have a better roster overall they're the best player in the game Ben Simmons but I can see with them being so many bigs like I said Okogi's the smallest guy maybe uh Tatum Mitchell and Fox on the floor at the same time we can run a small ball lineup that the world won't be able to keep up with true 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 there's a lot of options out here now that'll be a fun game well very excited to see this game for sure yeah and for the so many years the rising stars game was the all-star game for timberwolves fans you know <laughs> like how many times did we have an all-star not oh, very frequently yeah. how many times have we had exciting rookies exciting or sophomore players Ooh. that's right lots of times so um we're gonna talk about the rising stars games later in the game i'm gonna have a quiz for neil about rising stars in Timberwolves. Yeah, so this year it's just 50% of the All-Star Weekend for, for Wolves fans, right? It's, well, it's until, not, until we see the thing. full announcements, you know, maybe yeah, the skills maybe challenge will have somebody, you know? You never know. You maybe never Wiggins know. will do the dunk contest. No, he's not doing that. Nah, not this year. Really. It's, it's not happening. Yeah, he's not even dunking in game anymore. He's too old for that, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joshua Koki reminds him, him of when he was young. Yeah, Grandpa Wiggins. All right, well, let's go on to our, our third topic. He's on fire! That's right. We have more than three today. Isaiah Kanan with a K. Kanan. K like play, like day, like Trey. 10-day contract. 
he's kind of a journeyman. He's been around for a while. You looked at his basketball yeah. reference page before we started recording. And you go, oh wow, year. he's been he's been in the league longer than I thought. Is yeah, what you said. I thought he was like a third year player. He's or something, like an Ish no. Smith type. He's a journeyman. You need someone, you know, because your third string point guard got injured for the season. You just need a little bit of depth. You just sign him for the the minimum. We sign him for a ten day contract, um, which you know is kind of interesting. What does that tell you, Neil? Uh, I mean, it tells me that there's the injury Wolves injury woes are not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, when Tyus turned that ankle, you know, and they called it um, a high ankle sprain and then they downgraded it, that kind of gave Wolves fans hope the fact that maybe he can be back in a week or something like that. But, you know, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like he's going to be back. I um, mean, it, you could argue that it's not bad to have his depth, even if Tyus is coming back, because Tyus can then start Jared Bayless, Bayless is your second, but you'd still want a third strainer, you know? Yeah. And I think after Nunnally, cutting Nunnally and stuff, I think they might have a spot. Where they won't even need to wave anybody. Only got dropped by the Rockets. Yeah, unfortunately, trade that mess shenanigans. Yeah, so you know, I think you know, yeah, we'll see if Canyon can stick around. But yeah, it tells me that you know the combination of Teague, uh, Rose, and and Jones, you know, those three are still might have a ways to go. Um, You know, maybe one of them. I think Rose is probably the closest to coming back. um, You know, and then everybody shifts down from there. But yeah, it definitely tells me that the Wolves injury, and it tells me that they did not enjoy the the play of Jared Terrell. Sorry, Terrell. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, man. But when we're relying on you, it's just he's yeah. a player you don't want to have to rely on. Yeah. You, know? you can't be the only point guard out there. And Isaiah, he brings the journeyman point guard. Then he's small. He's a good shooter. Yes. And uh, yes. that's what he does. That's pretty Average much it. three-point shooter for his career, as we mentioned before. 35% for his career from three. Knocked one down in his first uh, minutes of action you know, the other night. Like he's one of two from three. So that's good. Um, but you know, the only downside with him, well, maybe not the only downside. I can't say I know him that well. But the clear downside to him is he's tiny. Right, he's he's five eleven. He's a JJ Barea type little guy out there, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so, he, no matter how good you might be when you're small, you're going to be a bad defender when that happens, right? You just can't handle the size of NBA point guards these days, for the most part. So, I think it's just interesting this happened after Thibodeau left. This is kind of a Tibbs ideal kind of point guard, undersized gunner. You know, Would have been John Lucas. Yeah, uh, you know, if if it was uh, Nate Robinson. Yeah, Aaron Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, you know, you know, he's the got type. a type. He's got a type. You know, you know the type. Maybe it rubbed off on Ryan. He was like, you know what? This was a part of my take from Tibbs, the Tibbs playbook here. Get the get the shorty. I have to wonder, uh, when I heard about the Kurt Stapps trade today, they got Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan going to the Knicks, and I'm pretty sure I heard the Knicks are going to buy them out. Okay. Yeah. If they can't flip them. I guess they'll try and flip them by the trade deadline, sure. but then likely buy them out. And I was just like, man, if we were in the buyout market, you know, it could be interesting to add like a Wes Matthews to this team. Wow. But I always love Wes's game. For I'm sure. sure the Sixers will pounce on a few of them. The Sixers are pretty thin and actually going to the playoffs. Yeah, so, Wes you know. is definitely a playoff type player. You know, Jordan, maybe not so much. You know, he was someone that they had to kind of take out of the game late in games and in playoff games and stuff. Um, I'm going to predict DeAndre gets picked up by the Canes. Okay. DeAndre to Sacramento. the Kings to the Kings to play with all their other centers. That's I think. Well, they have a rebounding problem. So who right. knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah. We'll so yeah, goes. welcome to the team, Isaiah Kanan. Hopefully, he stick around for longer than ten days. Actually, hopefully, we get healthy and we don't need you anymore. Hey, that would be ideal. But I'm okay with this. I'm glad they made a move and we're proactive about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Let's go to our final topic. Wow, it was like a beat on it. Yeah, the dribbling sound that we was taken to skip in game. Boom shakalaka and go to razzle dazzle for this rare event of having four full court press topics. I have some baggage about boom shakalaka. So, uh, okay, yeah, bad, razzle, co- razzle, bad college memories. Razzle dazzle is something that never gets used. So well, we gotta have that. One. All right, Neil, you lead us into this topic because yeah. this is this is someone you know more, better than I do. I don't know about that. Randy Whitman, <laughs> he's back. Randy Whitman returns to the fold. Although the strange part about this is unofficially, right? He's in like a like a like a consulting role. Hush hush. Which I don't understand because it's like if he's presumably he's being paid by the team, so isn't that official? Like what else do we need here, right? Like is he doing this for free? Is he doing this on a pro bono sort of situation? Does like, he owe Glenn Taylor a favor? Right. These are these are cases where I think uh, unofficially or whatever is the proper term, but there's no way he's not getting compensated for this, right? Like and if that's the case, then to me he's part of the team. But I guess there's some ways that you can get around that, or I don't know because he like could be compens- he could be compensated in a, we- a way that's not like legal for the NBA. Maybe there's no <laughs> rules around paying coaches is the weird thing. Like coach pay doesn't count towards the cap. Like 
I, I, right, I don't get it. Let's go Occam's Razor here, Neil. The simplest answer is the sure. correct answer. And the simplest answer is they didn't announce it because it's embarrassing. It's that embarrassing. We Randy yeah. Whitman, who embarrassed himself no press for the Wolves, necessary. embarrassed himself in Washington, was a punchline around the league. So maybe uh, you don't draw the easy jokes on Twitter. Maybe you just let this go under, right. under the radar. Actually, today would be a, been a perfect day to announce it because there's so much craziness going on that NBA Twitter would only have like a little bit of that salt. There would only be a tiny few jokes. Only Wolves Twitter would joke about it. Whereas if it was announced during the non-news NBA day, the whole league would have a run at Randy Whitman jokes because he was Twitter's favorite punching bag for a while. Yeah, he coached it. But wow, if you look at his his tenure, he was with the Wizards for like three years, maybe four years. Yeah, like I've that. heard like, their GM, he Ernie the Grunfeld, doesn't know how think. to move on. You know, yeah, Ernie Grunfeld has had that job forever. Or maybe more appropriately, yeah, doesn't like to, you know, pay multiple coaches. <laughs> That's on Ted. <laughs> Ted Leonessis or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the owner. Um, but yeah, so Whitman's back um, consulting with uh, with old pal Ryan Saunders. The country club is in effect right That's now. That's right. When somebody leaves the Timberwolves, they're never gone. They yes. They're like boomerangs. They'll come back eventually. Scott, you got some quotes here that Ryan said. Who are these from? Who's, who? Where'd you find this stuff? Uh, I is this athletic. So I, you had in the notes Randy Whitman returns. Yes. I googled Randy Whitman. Didn't see any news. Googled, and I saw like the news that pops up for the on the Google search page. None of the news was relevant. It was all like old stuff. I clicked on the news tab, and of all the articles that came up, only one was like this year. And I was like, wow, this really didn't make the news at all. That's and it was so just Twitter. like it was like an NBA story about Josh Okogi, and like the last two paragraphs were about Whitman. Nice. And it was just like, okay, this is all the news it made. Apparently, so it's probably in the Star Trib. It was. Uh, uh, yeah, probably Ryan Hine or whatever his name is. Um, over Chris Hine over yeah. there at the Star Trek. It might have been NBA.com. I'm okay. Sure. Um, you want me to read something? Yeah, I mean, if you put, yeah. Okay, here's uh, Rhino on Rhino. Whitman. Really just an ear for me. Another basketball mind to bounce things off of. I've got to listen to some more Ryan Saunders so I can get an imitation going. Yeah, I'm comfortable okay. with him. I've known him for a long time. That's true. He took over in the interim role in Washington when I was there. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Did, so that must have been Whitman replaced Saunders in Washington. Yep. He uh, did. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Uh, now he's working for Saunders. Yeah. Uh, and he handled that situation. And how he handled that situation, I thought he handled it great. So having a resource like that, you can never have too many great resources. That is not an enthusiastic way. Well, you can never have too much help, I guess. Sure. You know? uh, and you know what? You know, obviously all the country club jokes flying, but, you know, for an interim coach, I mean, they brought in Seasting, you know, Jerry Seasting, another another country club I thought guy. that was a nickname, like D Dog, like Seasting. Uh, Seasting. His last yeah. name. Wow. And then you bring in Whitman. Sure, lots of country club, haha. But sure, it has to be good for for you know Saunders who thrown into this head coaching situation and having you know another coach leave and Tibbs and an Andy Greer. So you know so much you know movement and you know, tumultuous sort of like situation that even Whitman, whatever, just bring him in. It's fine. It's going to help out a little bit, even if it's just small stuff on how to deal with day to day things or whatever it might be. Like I guess it's fine for now. At the very at least we now have an escape goat for Rhino. If there Rhino does bad, so we can Whit. just say, "Oh, it's Whitman." Yeah, look at our record after Whitman came. Before I think and after. Whitman has like a son who's the same age as Ryan, which is to say, he's the same age as me. Wow. Uh, I think they're all pals. Rhino's stuff, younger so. than you. <laughs> Yeah, just not, be- but yeah, he yeah. splits the difference. He's a little us. bit. I just he saw today. Yeah, he graduated the same high school graduating class as me. But yeah, he's a little, little one year younger. All right. Well, that is full court press. Lots of fun topics. But now it's time to pay the bills, and as we do, we sell out. So time to sell out for this week's sponsor. Introducing Hackamole, the brand new at home edition of a classic carnival game from Hasbro. You play as Minnesota Timberwolves foul-prone center, Carl Anthony Towns, as he hacks his way across the NBA. It's fun for all ages and easy to play. Simply put on the Carl Anthony Towns jersey and take turns fouling the living daylights out of opposing centers as they pop out of the board in front of you. Just like the real NBA, a little smack talk always makes everything more fun. In Hack-A-Mole, you'll get extra points for insulting the players you're hacking. Take that, Steven Adams! Right in the Kiwis! Trust the process, Joel Embiid. The recovery process. Sir Anthony Davis, I'll help you leave New Orleans on a threater. More like Rudy go barely conscious. So pick up Hackamole today and live out your dream of uncontrollably fouling the NBA's best big men. Thank you to Hackamole for sponsoring this episode of Wolfscast. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm really, really worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. 
I'm freaking out here. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I mean, why, why would I be worried? I'm not worried. I'm not worried. You're not worried, are you? All right, time for Worried, Not Worried. The segment where we simply tell you if we are worried or not worried. It's all there in the title. You know how it goes. Just pick one of two things and you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. You have enough to stress about these days without the anxiety of not knowing what you should and shouldn't worry about. Oh, so, so we're stressful. here to take some of that anxiety. We are your your psychologists, your mm. therapists for all your wolves-related angst. We're here for you. That's and we, right. we charge a very low rate. Oh, yeah. It'll, Super cheap. M- it's almost no deductible if you have any kind of health insurance. Yes. Yeah, so we have uh, four topics here. If you've been furloughed, we'll do it for free. <laughs> That's right. We have four topics, as Neil was saying. And... And uh, let's just jump right in, Neil. Num- yeah. Topic number one, I want to ask you, Neil, the Wolves, as buyers at the trade deadline, does that worry you or does that not worry you? Well, you know, I guess I am a little bit worried here. I, I hope, I kind of hope that uh, Scott Layden's, you know, hands are tied in this situation. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of worried that Scott Layden will see this trade deadline as a way to improve the team in a way that might save his job. Right now, that that's the kind of scary thing. Right now, they always say, you know, one of the worst things in the NBA is a GM uh, who or a coach who is on the hot seat, right? Who needs to do something uh, in the short term to save their job. And I'm very worried about that situation with Scott Layden right now because all signs point to him not being back next year. But if the Wolves make the playoffs, but even if they don't make the playoffs and like are just really close or make it look good and are a feel good story. Something tells me that Scott Layden might have a shot at retaining this job, which I do not want to see. So count me as worried. What about you? Don't you don't like Layden. Ah, I don't know. I mean, I know you share a name and everything. The man but... who drafted Okogie at twenty. You're done ah, with him. I just want a new person. <laughs> Only eight rookies made the Rising Star game. Neil Okogie at twenty was one of them. Hey, yeah, Okogie was good. Um, let's he, see. He won both Jimmy Butler trades. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and yeah. All signs point to you know if you listen to the reporting on this that yeah exactly the Jimmy Butler trade the second one where he moved out of here was all Layden right yep, they kind of exactly. removed tips from that Tibbs equation going to do it and Layden held out and got you know you know got the Sharich uh, uh, the Sharich Covington uh, I just Bayless. think from a fan's perspective it's almost impossible to know what percentage of each decision was Tibbs versus Layden yep but I feel like uh, you know the GM job has been better for performing during the Tibbs era than the coaching side did Um, but the reason I'm not too worried about this is that we just don't have the assets really if we're talking about things that we could sell now to try to win now there's not much we have Uh, no one's taking Tyus I guess we could trade Okogie and that would be a kind of a win now move that would stink Uh, maybe trade Rocco or Saric but other than that there's not anyone on our roster and besides Cat I mean it's like it has to be a big move Gorgie Taj I mean Taj would not be a win now move Derek Rose would not be a win now move those would be considered selling instead of buying yeah and uh, like Wiggins isn't going to be a win now move. So it's really we don't have any assets besides like like I joked about earlier trading our first round pick for Marcus Gasol or something like that. Um, that that is the only way I could see a quick win now kind of cash out. You're but right. If we're going to be in the lottery, I'd rather keep our pick. You know? Yeah, the best they could probably do to win now would be to get like like you're saying an expiring guy like Wes Matthews or something like that. Where I just hope they don't trade future. <laughs> You're right, guys that are in our yeah, future yeah. for someone just for one season. And maybe you can convince me to trade a second round pick or something like that. Sure. Those are kind of popular these days, right? Yeah, <laughs> you need those. You need those as well as first. Okay, cool. Um, next one for worried, not worried. Scott, are you worried or not worried about Carl Anthony Towns' foul trouble issues? I'm worried, not because of Towns. Mm. It's not like, oh, I'm worried Towns isn't getting it. I'm worried that the refs don't have more respect for a two-time All-Star, All-NBA player. True, because true. the thing is, Towns and, and, and Jim Pete, bless his soul, will often say, Towns complained about that call, but you see the replay. It's clearly a foul, you yeah. know? But it's little stuff, like keep like brushing a guy's arm or something. The kind of stuff mm. that superstars don't get called for, because the refs know you can't foul out LeBron James for ticky-tack fouls, because that's why people are coming to the game. Superstars get calls from referees. If yeah, you're the right, best player right on your team, wrongfully. wrongfully, that's the way the NBA works, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you just got to accept it, you know? And that's the truism. And the fact that Carl Anthony Towns is not getting them at this point. He's getting ticky tack fouls. A lot of these are not like these. A lot of these are like, oh, you could have easily called or not called that. I, in fact, I saw you not call that on JJJ. On end, yeah. I, didn't, I saw you not call that on Donovan Mitchell. Why are you calling it on Carl Anthony Towns? So my yeah. question is, why do the refs have it out for Towns? And mm. uh, they're not treating him like Still, a superstar. Yeah. They're treating him like a Euro rookie. Not even a rookie. A Euro rookie. You know how refs hate the Euros when they come into the league. <laughs> that's right. They yeah. hate a Bielitsa. You know. And yeah. So, Euros and rookies. That's what I'm worried about is why isn't Towns getting the respect he deserves 
Yeah, I guess, I guess that's right. I mean, I wonder if it has something with him doing, you know, being a center or something like that. You he know? Like, he, he's really cut back on his crybaby stuff, too. It used to be bit. like, maybe the rest don't respect you, Carl, because you're complaining, complaining over every single thing. But he's dialed that way back, and he's still not getting any respect. And it's just like any other all-NBA player, they don't get treated this way. So it's just weird to me. True. Um, I'm going to go not worried here. You know, for me, the, the foul trouble to me sort of dovetails with his improved defensive play and sort of like a little bit more of his effort on that end of the floor, you know? So I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. We've seen him improve defensively. He's not a, you know, he's more of closer to an average defensive player than like a minus. So I think we're just seeing him, um, you know, he used to, unfortunately, part of his problem used to be he was a popcorn machine, right? You can pump fake him out of his shoes all the time. Oh, yeah. And that is a lot of fouling, and that's not good. You never want that. But I think I'm seeing him be smarter on the floor in in a lot of areas, but he still has this sort of excess energy sometimes, and um, it gets him into foul trouble. So I think it'll even out eventually, and I think it is just a matter of him trying to do a little bit better on the defensive end of the floor. Um, the problem is is a lot of his fouls are offensive as well, right? He's got that off-arm thing where he kind yeah. of will wrap a guy like on a on a post move. Well, t- um, talk about a call that goes for superstars all the time, you know? How many times do we see Kevin Love hook people like that and yeah. not get called, you know? Oh, he's, it's just like, he's number one on that. That's one of those yeah. calls that where if you're a superstar, they call it on the other guy. And it's like, <laughs> wow, you just hooked Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, and the guy goes, two? no, he hooked who me. Who hooked me. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've seen that in the NBA where it's like, you could call it either way. Who does the call go on? The lesser superstar uh-huh. every time. Yeah. So but you're right. He does have problems with the arm clear out. Another thing that usually cannot be called if the refs don't feel like calling it. But, uh, you know, he's got, he makes one or two stupid fouls every game. And that's the one he has to call da- cut down on. The refs are the problem with the other four fouls. But he does make one or two stupid ones, especially early in the game, that can affect his production for the rest of the game. Yeah. He's got to cut it out, hopefully, for next season. Yep. Hopefully, get some respect. So, All right. Next up, new GM. That's assuming we don't have Scott. Yeah. So that means Papa Glenn, a guy who has had a, a questionable hiring history at that, uh, will be in charge of hiring the new GM at what I would say is a very crucial time for the Wolves. Uh, uh, the clock is on with uh, Carl Anthony Towns next year. We got five more years of him, which is still a good period of time, but you don't want to squander it like uh, you saw, you know, Dell Demps do in the Pelicans. You can see the roadmap for squandering it. So uh, it's important decisions coming up, and you are trusting Glenn to hire someone new. Neil, uh, are you worried or not worried? Um, I'm I'm only a little worried. I feel like there are probably not too many old school sort of like dinosaur hires that Glenn could possibly have at this point. Oh, Glenn says, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, that's mostly all I want as I like, I have no, I have no names in mind necessarily. Hopefully they get like some assistant GM who's currently like grinding and is like the next hot thing. It's going to be Kevin McHale. But uh, it's going to be Mikhail. Uh, so I'm not I'm not hoping that I'm not hopeful that they knock it out of the park with this GM hire. But I just hope they get someone with an opinion and with a perspective on how to modernize this team and how to, you know, to me, the golden sort of, uh, you know, the, the sort of example here is what happened in Milwaukee. Right with um, you know I, I can't remember if they just got a new GM but you know they 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 have a GM who hired Budenholzer who really put Giannis in, to really go up to the next level and really put that Bucks team um, you know uh, on another plane as a as a Western as, excuse me as an Eastern Conference home court advantage team so I don't know I, I'm I'm hoping for something like that that's the best case scenario for like the next three years of towns sort of like look at what Giannis is now you know and and his sort of ascension and how the team put the right pieces around him and and really put together a modern that's a great point Tibbs did not build this team around towns and we're left over with a lot of those contracts Tibbs gave out if you built this team around towns you probably wouldn't have Taj Gibson on the team (laughs) or you wouldn't have a point guard who can't throw reliable post-entry passes like Jeff Teague you know so uh, So, uh, the the name for me that I think is gonna be the most interesting is Chauncey Billups that's the name you hear them you hear a lot he checks He's a, country, he's a country club guy, but and, he's also like well regarded. Yeah, exactly. He could be the best of both worlds, or you know, yeah, I yeah. guess it's not the best of the country club world, yeah, but you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. He could check Glenn's comfortable. I know this guy box exactly. while still also being a progressive pick of I somebody so. who's been on the radar and up and coming for a while. So I would be okay with Chauncey as well. So I guess I am worried about it, but not too much, I guess. But I I am worried just because, like you said, it's Glenn, right? Like what's going to happen here? Yep. That, but at least uh, what's funny about this is like. People are like, oh, no, Glenn's making the decision. But last time, Glenn put this decision in Corn Ferry's hands. The, oh, the, I've like, got some smack the talk search, for Corn Ferry. The search, Corn Ferry. Uh, what do you call them? The search uh, party or whatever. Yeah. The like, consulting party or whatever yeah. to do this. So I don't know. What's worse? Probably probably Corn Ferry, 
right? Like, they don't have any skin in the game. Oh, uh, if I didn't have a Wolfie already, I would blame Corn Fairy. Because not <laughs> only did they mess that up, there's increasing suspicion about the picks they've made for the Minnesota Twins as well. And oh, also, yeah, when I over. met their representative at Dreamforce, right, yeah. he was very out of the right. box. I was like, hey, man, thanks a lot for Tom Thibodeau. And he's like, yeah, we did do that. He's very proud. He did oh, he not knew. get that I was being sarcastic. I he knew. I yeah. feel like they're just so big that it's just like, what? What's that? I don't yeah. even know what that arm of our company is doing. All right, Scott, worried or not worried about the next GM? Uh, worried. Um, it's how we handle the Andrew Wiggins contract, uh, regardless if we keep him or trade him, and how we handle that situation will depend on how successful the Carl Anthony Towns era is. Yeah. And so that's a big decision to make, and I feel like there's a lot of ways it can go wrong and just a few probably good ways to do it, handle that. So I'm extremely worried, Neil. Put me down for extremely worried. Yeah, and like you, uh, to me, I just want fresh eyes on this situation. That's why I don't want Layden here. Not that Layden's been a mess or whatever, like whatever. Again, we don't really know what is his and what's not his, and he's been fine personally, whatever. Like I don't know, he seems like a normal dude. But like, I want a fresh set of eyes on this whole situation, specifically when it comes to like Wiggins and Gorgie of like. The, we gotta get rid of these guys, like to be able. Would to you move consider forward. Kevin McHale a fresh pair of eyes? Because that's who's gonna be. It's gonna be McHale. Oh my gosh! Or Hoiberg. <laughs> I wish that this was more of a ridiculous thing than what you're no, saying. No, come on, like, come uh, on. We know. Yeah, we know. It's no, gonna we, be someone who's already been here. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get back Milt Newton. Well, I was just gonna say, what about Milt Newton? I've heard that name, and I'm like. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Like, yeah. Well, I, there's actually a huge problem with uh, the disparity of like all GMs are like white men, yep. you know, and yep. so there are very few. In fact, uh, there was a risk at a time uh, like a year or two ago, there'd be zero African-American GMs. So bringing in Milt would uh, at least address that, you know. Totally. All but right. So would Chauncey. Yeah, Chauncey. Let's go. All right. Last one here. Um, worried or not worried, uh, the Western Conference. Uh, Mavericks trading for uh, uh, Porzingis here. Uh, Scott, are you worried or not worried about the Mavs uh, passing the Wolves by here and potentially sort of like the Wolves getting lower in this Western Conference it's craziness? Fr- it's frustrating because as we are becoming a better team, the West is outpacing us. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Mavericks are so well coached that even when they have a bad roster, they beat us two times a yeah. Season, yeah, it seems still like guaranteed 35 wins. So the fact that they're if if Kristaps Porzingis is healthy, and that's a huge if, huge if. But if he's if he's healthy, uh, I think that with Doncic and Kristaps and Carlisle, that's a better team than the Wolves. I think, unfortunately. And then you look at teams like the Lakers, who are just getting better and better. That was a team that we made the playoffs last year. We didn't have to worry about the Lakers. Now that's a team that's in the fight. Uh, the Clippers are pretty confident they're going to get one or two we'll max somebody. max guys this summer, and we'll get somebody. They're very confident. So then that would be a team that is there that didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, at least thank God the Grizzlies are tearing. It down, but yep. I mean, Grizzlies Pels will be down, and then you got Suns who will still and be Kings down on the rise. Who are like, okay, yeah. just fine, but like, you just got to hope that like maybe the Blazers blow it up eventually. Yeah, if they are just like, we're done with this whole like making the first round and getting bounced every year thing. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like OKC's not going anywhere. Yeah, Spurs uh, will be there. Utah feels like they're not going anywhere. Yeah, you know, good. and yeah. Spurs are always there. Mitchell the Rockets Robert. aren't going anywhere, and so it's just like, yeah, the West is tougher now than it was last year when we made the playoffs so yes i am worried that the west keeps getting tougher as we keep getting better and yeah. it's just making us tread water you yeah know? You're, you're right i don't know how you can't be worried about the west i mean it's been just an ongoing thing for many years it feels like now at this point uh we gotta hope ad goes east we gotta we hope, gotta hope Gasol kevin, goes east kevin durant chooses the knicks sure. boogie cousins goes to the east this offseason maybe uh, you know and, please and hope and hopefully you know yeah hopefully with this whole knicks thing this does free up some free agents to go that way hopefully maybe Kawhi stays in, in toronto hopefully uh, you gotta hope for all these things if you're a wolves fan i'm just so sick of the, the west gets happening the west like, gets better and better and better and better every year and it's just insane to me it's, it's like you I, you heard the all-star forwards that i oh, read earlier like it's impossible crazy. to make an all-star team here like why won't te- more good players go east they could just they could like you know the sixers they're like oh the sixers are so much better than the wolves they get to walk their way into the playoffs you know they we would have so many wins if we were in the east going It'd be east so is easy. like it seems like a great competitive advantage right now. Right, like, I don't get why it. Why don't you just? For, I mean, Miami's like just ready to go. Like, why aren't there great players in Miami right now? Right, like, right, exactly. Let's we'll see what it's they do. Weird. So uh, let's let's get some good guys going to the East, please. And thank yeah. you. Yeah. So we're worried about that Western Conference. All right, let us know what you're worried or not worried about on Twitter at Wolvescast. Follow us there. Let us know if you're worried or not worried about these things. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Right now, going to weekly Wolfies. Presenting your weekly Wolfie. 
Weekly Wolfies, the segment where we give awards. Good things, bad things, gross things, dangerous things. Uh, Any kind of thing, really. We can choose what the Wolfie is for, um, but it is an award. It's prestigious. It's uh, heavier than you would think it was. And it racks up a huge postal bill for us. In fact, half of our sponsorship money goes into shipping these awards Mm -hmm. to the recipients because they're very heavy. That's right. And this week, I'm going to be shipping my Weekly Wolfie Award to Jared Bayless. Just going on team with this right now. Let's hear that Jared Bayless drop. Chirp, 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 chirp. We don't have yeah, one yet. Jared Bayless. We gotta get a drop. We just gotta have Benson be like, "Pay less for Bayless" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to show some show some love, give some props to Jared Bayless for the situation he's been put in. Um, a friend of the show, editor in chief John Meyer, had a great uh, video from the Daily locker Wolf. room. Had a great video from the locker room after the Memphis win of Jared Bayless kind of you know talking to reporters after the game about how thankful he is for this whole situation. Obviously not thankful that his, his, his teammates got injured, but just like it was really interesting. And this kind of was inspired my Wolfie this week of him just saying like, I was on the borderline. I think that was literally one of his quotes. Like, it's crazy what the line is from being in this league to out of this league. Everyone in the league is good is what he said. Like, Every single player, yeah. one through fifteen, is good, and it's and and sometimes it's just a matter of circumstance and on what and if you're on the court or not. And I really enjoyed how Jared Bayless has handled himself um, as a professional and also just on the court. He's played above his head at this point. I mean, maybe I just had like rock bottom uh, expectations for the guy um, who was just getting passed around and by all accounts is someone who's you know washed up, but only know, in the league really because he's getting paid so much. He's getting paid eight million this year. Yeah, he's passed around as a trade bit and stuff like that. But the Wolves have needed him he's been able to knock down shots um, not be terrible on defense and run the show when the real team really needs him at, at, at their most so um, it's I think he, se- he seems like a good guy it seems like it's a cool situation for him to kind of <laughs> obviously he doesn't want to play 40 minutes which is what he's doing right now gotta, gotta <laughs> he's play those gassed minutes. at the end of some of these games you can see it in his face he's just so exhausted but um, just shout out to Jared Bayless for stepping in, even as a journeyman vet, uh, kind of borderline in the league to come in and start for an NBA franchise and play big minutes and get some wins along the way. So I think it's pretty cool what Jared Bayless is doing right now. Yeah, he feels a little bit like a relic who he'd been like really good 10 years ago when you liked point guards who were really good at hitting 18 footers, you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he's still in the league and for good reason. He's, he's making buckets. It could, we could be a lot worse off than having sure. him be our third string yeah. point guard for the season. Jared Terrell. Once again, winning that Jimmy Butler trade for a second time, huh? Hey. Getting that Bayless back. <laughs> there you go. Scott, who you got for weekly Wolfies? I have a Wolfie, and this might be the most awarded people who have ever gotten our Wolfies. Mm. Mostly positive. Got met a couple negatives through the year, but my Wolfie is a negative one this week for oh, no. our friends, Dave Benz and Jim Pete. Oh, no. And you know what? We've been spoiled. Uh, like, since our, big, our yeah. first season, this is season four for us doing this yeah. pod, we've always been complimentary of Jim Pete. We've always said how lucky we are to have somebody best like that. League. Widely recognized as among the best in the league, which is why I'm saying that they've been slipping this year. It seems like th- this has come up a lot of times, and it's gotten to the point where I can't just pass it over. <laughs> There's too many times where they go on a tangent in the season, not about basketball, and they talk for like five to ten minutes not about basketball. It used to be where they would sprinkle it in, maybe talk about it for a minute or two, but then if something exciting on the court happened, they would tune back into the court. And here's something you can really tell when they're like not doing a good job is when the graphics department throws up interesting stuff because they're not talking about interesting stuff. <laughs> like it's usually like a gentle pro, like, you know, like, hey, maybe you guys should talk about this. We're putting up interesting facts. 13 you know, like to run. 2 run. Yeah, or uh, this thing about Andrew Wiggins or something like that. Here, why don't you talk about this? Because this is interesting. And then when they just gloss over that, like they did last night, I was watching the Grizzlies game and they were terrible. They barely talked. The Grizzlies went on a 15 to 2 run and they didn't mention basketball once. And they put the 15 to 2 run thing up there and they just kept talking. They're like, oh, I like working with you, Benzie. And what it's were just they like, talking about? Like, what, what do they get into? Uh, like they went away. on a tangent about Kanan's name, uh, yes, yes, yes. which is at least about basketball. But sure. then they just go into a tangent about like Dave Benz can't pronounce Vadnai's Heights or whatever, <laughs> you know? And there's just, it's happened so many times this year. And it's usually what they used to do when it was like April and we were a lottery team and yeah. we, had, we had like 17 wins and it stinks and we're getting blown out. But that's not the case right now you know it feels like they have already uh, passed on the season and been like this is a tanking team with the way they're not talking about the basketball on the floor and they're such good analysts that it really bugs me that there's times where I'm just like what are you guys talking about did you see that dunk did you see that huge block you guys aren't mentioning what's going on on the court and it's taking forever you know and so it reminds me of when yeah like you're saying when the team was bad and they do like yard work or whatever they would talk about like gardening or whatever and it's just like the sign of like this game's over the wolves are bad like but yeah yeah we're one 
one game under it's, 500, guys. It's inexplicable when the team is actually decent. And there's <laughs> there's interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, and they just, yeah, yeah. They, it's weird because through so many lean years, they've been so interesting that it's weird that we have a competitive year this they're year. And, deal with this. And they just seem like they're not interested in talking about the team this year. So I love them both. Love you, Benzie. Love you, Jim Pete. You're you're still, you know, number one in my book. But please, guys, let's uh let's you're get back it. to what made you so great. Yeah, we're trying with. to we're trying to learn about basketball. We're trying to glean some advice from the coach there and stuff. So yeah, yeah like, get back to ball. Jim's like checking his text messages. I'm getting so many I'm texts about tweets. bad nice heights. Everyone's making fun of you. Let's well, like the Grizzlies are on fifteen to two run you're talking about bad nice heights come on guys please the badness but yeah i don't I'm not. <laughs> you and dave both <laughs> canon i say a canon Jeez. all right that's weekly wolfies enjoy your uh, statuettes everybody yeah make mine stinky for you guys or something <laughs> all right well it's time for a game neil Big game it's gonna be a tough one for you this week because i'm guessing that you are not an expert about the rising stars games yeah i mean i don't uh i don't know much about the rising stars games the world versus usa or the sophomore versus rookie yeah it started of as just rookie versus rookie then it went rookie sophomore then it went wow. like team Shaq versus team kenny for a well, while remember those days <laughs> and then it went they drafted their own teams yeah. And, yeah. Then it, and then after that they're like let's just do world and usa which is actually my favorite format yeah. you know yeah because sophomores are usually better than the rookies you know and it's just like yeah. that's because they have an extra year in them. Uh, whereas so international, international there's some yeah. real pride going on. You yeah. know, I love it, especially because we usually have some international players in there. <laughs> All right, questions, Neil. Let's do questions. Uh, the Rising Stars game. How many times have a Timberwolf player won the MVP award? Ooh, in Rising Stars MVP. Ah, oh, wow. I don't know if. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think back to Kevin Love years. Did he playing this game. I don't even know. Uh, do Wiggins or Towns win it? I think just one of them did. And I, I mentioned with somebody who won the MVP earlier this pod. Mm, I dropped a hint a for Wolves you. player. Yep. Um, man, I don't think it goes back to... Uh, what was it, Levine or something? I'm trying to think. Um, Levine is one of the three. Okay, so, so the question is what? How many Wolves players... Oh, I just said it. Damn. <laughs> That's how I was talking about. I was like, did you just say it? I've done that I once. I guess two. Every like, maybe like once a year at Trivia, I'll actually do that and reveal the answer on the mic and everyone laughs at me. I was so. going to guess two. So Levine won it? Yep, Levine won it. The only wow. year that America beat Team World was Levine with 30 points. Wow. Clinching it. Right, who are the other winners? Uh, that's my next question, Neil. Oh. I've already told you one. All I'm asking for is can you name two of the, or one of the remaining two, basically. I was going to say two of three. Can you name one of the remaining two players who has won the MVP? Uh, I can give you the years. I mean, what's cool about this is, or what's the kind of tricky about this, too, is that it's also like you, a lot of players get two shots at it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like the one game they had it. All right, what are the hints? Uh, I feel like I should make you guess both of these. Let me give you the years. Okay. The, the years are 2016, 2015, and 2001. Oh, 2001. 2016 was Levine. 2001. Wow, that is way, way, way back. Who would have won it for the Wolves in 2001? KG was drafted in 96 mm-hmm. or something, or 95. So, uh, dang, I, I do not know that one. Um, so I'm going to say Towns was the other one. I don't know who the other one was. Zach Levine won it in 2016. That was okay. Towns' rookie year. Okay. 2015, Andrew Wiggins won it. Oh. You have his jersey from that Rising Stars right, one. Nice. Brooklyn, Brooklyn jersey, yeah. so hot. One of the best one of the best jerseys. Yeah. And then 2001 was our boy Wally. Wally's no world. Way. Wally Serbiak. That was his Crazy. sophomore year. He you know, in the Rising Star. Nice. Shout out to Wally. All right, Neil. This one might seem hard, but I told you a hint before we even started recording in anticipation of this question. When and where was the very first rookie challenge? That's what it used to be called, the rookie challenge when it started. Yeah, you told me it was 25 years ago. Yep. <laughs> this year will be the 26th. This year will be the 26th edition. So we're talking, uh, we're talking mid 90s. Uh, we're talking, yeah, like, yeah, we're talking. Wow, uh, I don't even know. All Star was one of those years. Um, I will guess uh, there is. An all-star game in the 90s that you should know where it was at. Okay, so you're, uh, you're saying where was the first one held? Yep. Um, I'm going to guess uh, San Antonio. Ah, was it Phoenix? Could you figure it out if I told you it was 1994? Uh, 94, Minnesota. <laughs> Very first one, Target Center. You have the gym bag. You have the 1994 I love those logos. Target uh, Center All-Star Game gym I have bag. A lot of merch. The snowflake. Yeah, it's great. A lot of merch. Oh, I saw somebody at the last game we went to. Um, Oh, you, you might. I've seen the pin. Um, 
the last Timberwolves game we went to together, uh, that Prince won against the Mavs, I saw a guy with both the uh, 1994 All-Star Game jacket and the 1994 All-Star Game hat. Ooh, <laughs> so it up. got the fit going. And yeah, yeah, you have the Miller Genuine Draft 1994 All-Star <laughs> Weekend thing. Cool <laughs> basketball and a snowflake logo. It's a great logo. It's a great logo. Yeah. All right, Neil. Uh, here's my question is who represented the Timberwolves in that inaugural 1994 all-star game ooh I mean I remember Isaiah Ryder like did the dunk contest I'll say him yeah Isaiah Ryder yeah. is correct wow so he was a rook or a dunk, sophomore yeah dunk and in the contest crazy alright continuing on what is the most number or what's the highest number of Timberwolves players to ever play in a single game so which game had the most Timberwolves players? And I mean, you don't have to tell me which game it was. Just tell me. It was probably the year they had Towns, Wiggins, Levine, right? And was Dunn in there? No, Dunn never made it. <laughs> Dunn never made it. Uh, yeah, so I'll guess that year, the 2016. I don't know. It was. In 2015, we had four players. Oh, two on Team yeah. USA, two on Team World. Yeah, we had Gorgie Jane and Andrew Wiggins on Team U- World, and then Shabazz Muhammad, That's right. Zach Levine on Team USA. We for did that the year. show for that. Yeah. All right, a couple more, Neil. Can you name one of the three Timberwolves head coaches to have coached in the Rising Stars game? <laughs> a lot of times the Rising Stars are assistant coaches and things like that. Head coaches very rarely do it. So they were not the head coach of the Timberwolves at the time. They coached. They were assistant coaches around the league. Wow. So they had to be one of the best like teams in the league at the time, though. So um, who <laughs> like, especially was like, who is... Flip Saunders. Did Randy Whitman coach one of them? No, that's not a bad guess. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, did they? The years are 2009, 2008, and 2006. Um, the, I have no idea. Um, the who? What's the best team in 2008, Neil? Uh, uh, Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> <laughs> the Celtics. In, in 2009, Kurt wow. Rambis was the coach. 2008, Tom Thibodeau was the coach. In 2006, Sidney Lowe was wow, the coach. Old wow, Sidney Lowe. Wow. Cool. Um, all right, next up. Can you name four? God, Tibbs must have hated that. Yeah. <laughs> he must no have hated way it so he much. He didn't do that. Yeah, just. You like having that practice, that scrimmage, and doing defensive drills and stuff. He just was ice, doing, ice, ice, ice. <laughs> yeah, doing drills. He yeah. just think it's like an affront to like basketball. Right. Stuff. He was just like, "Why am I here?" Yeah. But he probably still yelled at the refs the entire time, though. He probably never yeah. sat down, even though yeah. he knew it was a joke game. Totally. We got to find the highlights of that. All right, now can you name four of the five Tim Rolls players who have appeared in two Rising Stars games? Four of the five. Yep, we've talked play, about a lot of them already. Wait, to play in two? Yep. Most of, I feel like most of these guys are playing two. Wait, so there's five players. Only all five time. Timberwolves players have played in both their rookie and sophomore year. Okay, um, sure. So it's got to be Towns. Yes. It's got to be Wiggins. Yep. It's got to be Levine. Yep. And the last one. Ooh, is it? I wonder if it was Gorgie. I wonder if it was. There's two more uh, players. You just have to get one more to. Yeah. Um, One of them has already come up earlier. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it was... Was it Wally? Okay. That That's right. Sense. Wally, only played, Wally only played seven minutes in his rookie year and then was Cats. MVP in his second year, his sophomore <laughs> year. Played 23 minutes, hit five of six three-pointers in that count game. Count it, count it. All right, Neil, two more questions and we'll get out of here. Okay, question one. Um, let's see of the 25 Rising Stars games, how many did not feature a Timberwolf? <laughs> oh, um, let's see. I'll give you, give or take, three, I'll say, wow. just because this is, you know, kind of a did shot not in the dark. feature a Timberwolf, so at least probably, God, I gotta think, probably at least like 10 of them did, so I'm gonna say, I'll say 15. 15 did not. 15 did not. No, you not flipped it. Close. 15 close. did. 10 did not. Wow. So we have been in 15 of the 25. Nice. All right. Then finally, Neil, there's a wide berth on this one. I think we've already named enough players that you can probably get it. Can you name 10 of the 17 Wolves to appear in the game? All right. So we got Towns. We have Wiggins. Uh, we have Zach Levine. This is to appear in any game? Yep. Okay. Gorgie. Yep. Shabazz. Mm-hmm. That's five. Wally. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see who else we have. Uh, Josh Kogi does not count yet. Nope. <laughs> Chris Dunn never made it. Nope. Uh, so I'm still I'm still at five. Yep. I'm still at one six. we discussed. He was in the very first one. Uh, uh, Isaiah Ryder. Yep. Three more. Um, 
how about um, like Rashad McCants? Nope, not Rashad. <laughs> how about um, uh, gosh, super high. Not not Johnny Flynn. Johnny Flynn wasn't one. Johnny Flynn. Two more. Johnny Flynn. Uh, eight. Uh, two more. Uh, young Wolves players. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ricky. Ricky. Derek Williams. Derek Williams. There, there we is. go. <laughs> the complete list in order of appearance. Yo. 1994, J.R. Ryder. Isaiah Ryder. If you're feeling nasty. Uh, <laughs> 1995, Danielle Marshall. Uh, nice. Next year was Kevin Garnett. Year after that was uh, Stefan Marbury, who was selected oh, sure. to the team but injured, could not sure, play. Sure, sure. Uh, Wally played for two years. Randy Foy played for one year. Uh, Johnny Flynn played for one year. Kevin Love only played his sophomore year because Rambus would not play him his uh, his rookie year. Yep. Uh, Wes Johnson, of course. Uh, Wesley Johnson. Ricky Rubio. Derek Williams. Uh, you should remember this one because after the Rising Stars games, we made a bunch of T-shirts about him. Alexi Shved. Shved lit it up. Got us all excited. That was the wow. peak of Alexi Shaved's career. Wow. Then Wiggins, uh, Gorgie, Shabazz, Zach Levine, and Carl Anthony Towns. Those are your 17 Timberwolves players who have made a total of 22 appearances in Fantastic. the Rising Stars game. Nice. Thank you for the game. Rising Stars game. Right Now there you know a little bit it. more. We have, a, we have a proud history in the Rising Stars game. Incredible. All right. Good game. There you go. How many did you get right at home? Hopefully lots. Hopefully all of them. All right. That's our show. That's episode 101. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming in and, uh, you know, kicking off our, our second century of uh, Wolves Cast episodes. We're well on our way to 200, aren't we? Just like we're well on our way to passing Carl Malone in the oh. all-time wins. Might be this week. Three more wins. This Let's get be, there. Let's get there. Let's the count week. it down together, everybody. Three more wins to beat Malone. Four more wins to beat Stockton. Yeah, I mean, we have to – We play. I feel like we play a good team. We play Denver. And then we have uh, Memphis and Orlando. We can take care of some business there. Yeah. I think so. Um, before we get out of here, let's say some thank yous. Thank you yeah. to Canis Hoopus. Uh-huh. They let us put this up there Always on their Canis. website. We Go love check it. it out. Uh, they're terrific. And thank you to all the Canis readers and listeners because they're terrific people as well, I assume. I'm sure there are a couple bad ones, oh, but, you know. Not too many. We don't we don't check IDs before yeah. you download the podcast. Uh, good. I have a couple trivia nights coming up, Neil. Okay. Every Tuesday, of course, calendar. there is going to be uh, trivia at Darby's. It's 6 p.m. You should come on by. I read the questions. Questions, you answer them. If you draw a basketball by your team name, I'll give you an extra point. That's the podcast point for listening. Nice. That you get that. And then on February 6th, I have a Star Wars trivia night. That's a Wednesday. That's uh, 6 p.m. at Darby's. And then on the 20th, February 20th, I'm doing a Harry Potter trivia night at Darby's. So if you like Star Wars or Harry Potter, and we have done some Star Wars games on Wolf's Cast before. We've done NBA player or Star Wars character quiz about names. Let's do that again sometime. Yeah, uh, we're just waiting for the new Star Wars movie to come out. Next so December. In, in December we'll do it. <laughs> we always we always peg it with a movie. Uh, so come on by to Darby's, hang out with me, and uh, a lot of times I give out like basket, Wolf's basketball cards and they're really silly prizes for nothing. So come on by. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. See you then. When Josh Okogie dunks the basketball, the force is with him.